Welcome back to another episode of the Cruise Conversations podcast. I'm Frank. And I'm Michael. And today's episode is episode number 17, where we look at the different offerings for nightly entertainment across various cruise lines. Let's jump into it. Well, like Frank said, this is episode number 17. If you didn't get the chance to go check out last week's episode yet, episode 16, we looked at Virgin Voyages and kind of what intrigued us about the line itself. And we had a pull up on the episode afterwards. And one of the top options someone voted for, for what intrigues them the most, was how it's adult only. It ended up being 42% of the votes. You know, we had a couple of votes for Scarlet Night, free Wi-Fi, group workout classes, 20 plus eateries. I mean, the rest of the votes were kind of a good spread overall. But yeah, go check out that episode and let us know what you think. Now, as we dive into today's episode with Nightly Entertainment, let's just picture this image now. You finish dinner. Yep. You go find your favorite bartender on the ship. Yep. Maybe you order yourself an old-fashioned or the cocktail of your choice. Espresso martini. Espresso martini. Yeah, you got to get some energy back in you. And now you're trying to decide where the night's going to take you. I know both Frank and I, we're pretty big nightly entertainment people. We love to go see some of the different shows, some yep. of the comedy on the ships. So from kind of like a higher level of entertainment that's found out throughout some of the different ships, you got the production shows, which are normally your shows in your main theaters, uh, nightly music around the ship, sometimes just a single person singing with a guitar, sometimes maybe up to like a trio band, piano bar type stuff, comedy, yep. whether in a comedy lounge or in the main theater different game shows around the ship. So I know some do Deal or No Deal, Wheel of Fortune. You got the Love and Marriage show. And then a bunch of ships have magicians that will come on and kind of just do a couple shows throughout the sailing itself. So the first cruise line we're going to look at is Royal Caribbean. Frank, you want to tell us some of the options of what Royal has on their ships? Yes. So I think all the ones that you just listed out, I've seen on a Royal Caribbean ship once or twice. The production shows, you've got Broadway shows, and then you've got the shows that they've kind of designed and built out themselves. Right. Yeah. I will say that even the ones that they've done themselves, I've sometimes I leave those shows and I'm like, wow, they're really good. They really put a lot of thought and effort into the props and the different scenes that they did. But honestly, for me, like I think I mentioned on the podcast before, I really do like that. They bring Broadway shows to the ship. So I've seen hairspray. I've seen Greece. I've seen mama Mia. I feel like I'm missing one, but I've seen a lot of different ones and I really enjoy the fact that they do have the Broadway shows around the ship. The second thing you mentioned, music around the ship. So they've got the piano player in the schooner bar most nights. They've got guitar going on at the pub most nights on most ships. They've also have what I really like. It's kind of like the stowaway piano player where okay, he comes yeah. he comes into the elevator just randomly at night like while you're going to dinner and he just starts playing in the elevator. I think that's so cool. He just asks you what you want to hear on your way down five decks <laughs> and he just plays a quick jam and then you get off. Sometimes people stay on there because they're like, it's not worth it to get off at this point. I want to hear another song. <laughs> but I think it's still really cool that that's an option. They also have like on the Oasis class ships, sometimes they'll do kind of jazz around the ship, like whether that's in the Central Park or uh, just like guitar in the park. So Central Park is kind of that open air park atmosphere on the oasis class ships and a lot of times they'll have music going on there as well comedy they def they definitely have comedy options they've got the comedy uh club on board that they normally use as another venue like we talked about last week they it's it's awesome i think that they definitely do a great job appealing to all different audiences you know it's tough when you're on board with a variety of different people 
I feel like there's always someone who's going to be offended going in there, but I think they do their best to just make it applicable to just a random crowd of people. You've got people from all over the, the world really on a cruise ship where some of these comedians come just to Charlotte, for example, and they know their audience because it's like, oh, it's the South and we can do these types of jokes. But I really do envy the comedians on board these ships because they have tons of different backgrounds of people that they have to try to appeal to. Usually it involves just making fun of the cruise ship life. (laughs) So you'll hear a variety of different jokes around that, I'm sure. The game shows on board are great. Like I Sometimes I just kind of skip over these because there's just so much. But they do have, like you mentioned, the Love and Marriage game show, which is my favorite. They Inter- they bring a bunch of couples on the stage and they interview them and ask different questions kind of while one person's in the back and then they just see how they answered and it sounds basic but it's super funny and you crack up and there's an older couple and a younger couple and it's just funny to hear just different just different things about their marriage and you just kind of laugh about it and then they have a crazy quest game show this one is definitely adults only it gets <laughs> it gets a little crazy Risque. crazy is in the name so you know you can expect that but they, they just brought this one back after COVID recently and you know, you're know you on a team and they the team has to produce an item within a certain period of time. Usually I think that's like 30 seconds to bring a pair of socks or just something random that you have up to the front. And so it, you can imagine it gets more and more kind of crazy and fun and more risky. Uh, <laughs> just <laughs> You got to go do it yourself. I don't want to spoil it, but just go go see that show. The other couple things I want to mention real quick on Royal Caribbean is they do have the Aqua show. So that is on the back of the ship for the Oasis class where they've got the acrobatics and the aerialists and the eye divers jumping off. I actually just saw this on Instagram today, but the pool is only 17 feet deep and they're diving like, I mean, it's super, it's super high up. And I don't know that it's just awesome to watch. Like you're literally in the middle of the ocean and they're jumping off a diving board as the ship's moving. (laughs) It's into a very small body of water and you're like, wow, it's like crazy. So I definitely recommend, they also have a tightrope that goes over the top. I don't want to spoil the show, so I'm not going to tell you too much, but it's just really cool. And then they also have ice shows. For me, ice shows are one of those things where when I first was told, oh, we're going to have an ice skating rank. We're going to go to these shows. I was like, it's kind of lame, right? Like I've seen the Olympics. It's kind of like, <laughs> it's not like the most exciting sport on it. But when I tell you like watching them do these shows while the ship is rock, like sometimes, especially when it's a little bit more, you know, a little bit more movement in the ocean at night and you see them doing like these spins, you're just like, wow. So I think for me, Royal has some really great options. Again, you're never bored. There's just so much to do. And if you just want a chill night, you can just disregard most of the things I said and just go listen to the piano guy, but you can always kind of mix and match some of those options. And I think it's just nice that you have all the options, honestly. Yeah, I've enjoyed all the shows I've seen on Royal. And I think, you know, you mentioned the Aqua show. Always, I think one of the funniest things is the first couple rows, they say is a splash zone. I remember the first time I saw an Aqua show with you. I think it was formal night. So we were like dressed up nice. And you had some kids that were sitting down there in the front row. And when they say it's a splash zone, they're They're splashing you at water. And it's just always funny because sometimes I, I don't think people don't see the signs, but you kind of just see them down there and then they get wet and they start moving a couple rows back. But... What's really cool is the pool, again, like fills up and the levels change. So at one point they're dancing and then all of a sudden you look away and then there's a pool there and it just like kind of like elevates up and down. So it's, it's awesome. I think that's why people, you know, love the Oasis class just for those shows on the back there. 
Yeah. So moving on to Carnival, kind of what they've been doing the past couple years. So like you said, with Royal with the making shows in-house, Carnival does too. Their brand is Playlist Productions. And so they have a lot of shows that they kind of move around to some of the different ships. So they're not obviously... You have a wide variety of shows, but some of them are 88 Keys, Flick, America Rocks. One of their newest ones that we saw on Celebration earlier this year was Color My World, which I know is on some of the other ships. But one of the big things they've been starting to utilize more in their shows is LED screens, kind of using them as backdrops. So you still kind of have some physical props that they move around the stage, but they can, for example, bring a ladder out or something and make it look like, like we saw one show and they did a song from In the Heights. So you got to think New York and they moved the ladder out. So it looked like the guy was climbing the building. So kind of just using LED screens to their advantage. Obviously, some of the shows still kind of have prop pieces or whatnot. One of their newer venues that you see on Mardi Gras and Celebration is their center stage. This is the three-story side theater. It's pretty much like the center atrium of the ship. But the neat thing with this theater, since it is multiple stories, they have props that hang from the ceilings. And this is kind of where they do like the indoor acrobatic stuff in the shows. So some of the shows we saw here on Celebration was the Magnificent Circus, Celestial Strings, which I know some ships have in like just their main theater, but this one too, like I said, uses the things hanging from the ceiling and the LED screens in the background. And then We Are One, which I think this one may just be on Celebration right now. It kind of goes through different countries and has different songs and props and All of these are real neat. Like if you're on an XL class ship, I highly recommend seeing these shows and how they pretty much use, like I said, that extra kind of ceiling height to their advantage. I know for the circus show, we were sitting right down front and you had, I mean, you constantly had to turn your head 360 degrees all around you to really just take it all in because you have some people just like dancing and singing on the stage while some are flying from the ceiling doing all different things. Were there any animals on that? You know, there was in We Are One an elephant. No way, not a real elephant. <laughs> not, no, not, not a real elephant. Is that why they brought the LED screens? No, nah, it wasn't an LED screen. It was like, you know, those, those little like two-person costume suit thing oh, shows yeah. use. Yep. It's yep. kind of like that that came out in one of the shows. Moving on. So another thing Carnival's big in, like we've mentioned in the past, is their comedy club, the Punchliner Comedy Club. It's pretty much like a dedicated, intimate-sized venue. I know on the XL class, I think it's their largest, but they have multiple comedians that come in throughout the week. They'll do multiple shows throughout their time there. And, you know, our last ship, I think they kind of, because obviously, like we said, it's a lot of people are trying to get in and they only got so many seats. When we did Mardi Gras a couple years ago at this point, the comedians had more shows, but I think they started doubling up on Celebration. I don't know if they were trying it out at the time just to try and get more people in so you could see the show. So they'd make it known, like, if you've seen this show, hey, his next one's going to be a repeat. So that's pretty, yeah, I've heard, I mean, I've heard amazing things about the Carnival Comedy Club. Everyone says that it's, kind of just like the best comedy at sea and it's known for that well known for that actually one thing you didn't mention was the piano bar so i know scotty just got off the sunshine this january february and she said that like yes the piano bar on other ships that she's been on has been really good but the one on sunshine was just awesome like they were like it was all the piano was kind of positioned right in the middle of the room Mm -hmm. and it was like everyone was kind of around there and he was interacting really cool with like really well with the crowd have you been on any carnival ships where you were like loving the piano bar yeah so we did it on mardi gras a couple years ago i think the difference between theirs and royals is their venue i don't know if it's just the royal ship i've done it's more closed off so you have like a door to get in and it's definitely like darker inside so I don't know, it just feels more 
It's just it's a different vibe, I guess, than the ones I've done on Royal. But you know, we had a great time on it, and kind of going off the the piano bar throughout the ship too. You have different people performing just music throughout the night. So I know we had a country guy, just him and his guitar. There was a string quartet that they actually use in Celestial Strings, but then also in one of their nightly deck parties they had. And this party was actually in center stage. And the neat thing here was when you first got at the thing, everybody's kind of just seated in the levels of the theater, right? And the backdrop of the LED screens looked like a nightclub and started with a DJ kind of just playing music. But then as it went on, the quartet kind of came out, started playing, dancers came out up on stage, had the little air cannon type things going. And then as it kind of progressed, then they kind of got everybody up to kind of start dancing like you would think about like a night party on a ship. So that was neat. And then kind of one of the last bands they have playing around the ship is a Cuban band in the Havana bar that is like salsa dancing and all that going on. I think you brought up a good point though on the, the nightly parties. We kind of missed over that as an option. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of these cruise lines do have more just like party scenarios where it's like not a nightclub. They do have the nightclub and live DJs and different bands that may be shown up on those certain cruises, but like Royal has the kind of, you know, they do the things in the promenade where they'll have the seventies yeah. night when everyone kind of dresses up in their seventies gear and they do like a disco inferno. They take over the ship and they're doing dances and everything like that, or they've got the white party. So I think it's just something I wanted to call out before we went down the line, but it is something cool to look out for on the app or whatever on your cruise line on your next cruise, whatever that is. Just look out for the parties because I think there's something that's not worth missing, you know? Yeah, they're always a good time. And like you said, they're all different kind of themes depending on the ship and sailing you're on. So that kind of wraps up Carnival. Frank, do you want to take over Disney and kind of tell us what they're doing on their ships? Yeah, so Disney's got a couple really cool entertainment options. Obviously, you know the movies. They got all of that that they try to build upon and leverage as content for great shows, great musicals. Yeah. But one thing I do want to call out is what I'm really... I think I would really enjoy on a Disney cruise is the venues that they have for like bars. Mm -hmm. So they've got a star Wars theme bar and they also have a bar that's named after it's called the Bayou, which is kind of all themed after the princess and the frog. So I think it's really cool that you can just drink and just different things that you see on movies. I've been to Disney world and we were trying to get into that really popular bar. Olga's Cantina. Oh, we couldn't get in. So (laughs) that's on our next Disney trip. We want to go and see Olga's Cantina, but Maybe we'll just have to book a Disney cruise instead and go see the bar on one of those ships. So getting into the actual entertainment options once you're on a Disney cruise, they've got some really awesome production and live shows. Yeah, for example, they've got Beauty and the Beast, Enchanted, Aladdin, Frozen, Tangled. I mean, they've got so many different options for just like the live shows where you can sing along, you can see the characters in their actual like costumes and it's just a great time for the family just to be able to enjoy some of these classics and yeah sing along and some of them like Aladdin I know that's honestly one of my favorites not to get into too much Disney content here but I love the comedy aspect to the show as well so I think that's just really an awesome option there if you're going on a Disney cruise I wouldn't miss those shows they also have movie theaters on I think almost all Disney ships They have both 3D as well as 2D options. And then here they're obviously going to show some Disney movies. So it looks awesome. I think that I've never been a big cruise movie guy. Like I just feel like, are you Michael? Is that 
Nah, not really. Yeah, and just there's so much to do for me, but I think for the kids it's a great option. And then they also have their deck parties. I know they do have Pirates in the Caribbean deck party as well as a Pixar party. So that's kind of cool. And then they obviously have, like we said earlier, the the character experiences that you can go and see Cinderella and Snow White and Stitch and all the different characters, Peter Pan. So really cool that they have that. And I think that's a huge selling point for the kids. You kind of get that mixture of, hey, I'm not at Disney World, but I still have a lot of awesome you know, components or aspects that you would normally see at Disney walking around when you're on a Disney cruise. So I think that Again, I would like to maybe go on Disney one day, especially when I have kids. I would probably miss the casino. That's one of the nightly entertainment options that's <laughs> not available on a Disney cruise. I will call that out. If you're a gambler, you probably need to stay away from Disney. Speaking of that, super random. I saw a TikTok this week and yeah. it's this dude and his wife like on a Disney cruise there at the bar and he didn't realize yet there wasn't a casino. Oh my God. And he realizes it and he asked the bartenders like, wait, there's a casino on this ship, right? And the bartender had to break it to him and you yeah. could tell he wasn't happy. So just, we're going to tell you here first, just don't go on this cruise if you want to gamble. But I think it's a great cruise for the family and it could stop in Nassau where you can get your gambling fix or any exactly. other ports. Yeah, I think it's, for me, that's not a game breaker or game changer. But hey, for some people it might be. Moving along, the next one that we had was Princess. Michael, what do you got for Princess. All right, yeah, so speaking of Princess, we actually got some breaking news today. Oh, breaking news? Yeah, I mean, so Princess, I mean, by the time you hear this, it'll have been out for a couple of days, but Princess announced a new venue coming to their ships. It's called Spellbound. They're calling it a one-of-a-kind experience. So let's picture this. You're kind of in this Victoria-themed bar, right? Mm-hmm. And they're kind of going to have some magic into it, different props and artifacts and some of the different themed rooms here. We're going to have a live magician come perform, too. I think it's about a 30-seat seating area. It's pretty intimate. Yeah, yeah. Real intimate type of bar experience, uh, kind of like speakeasy style. And the cool thing with the the cocktails themselves is they are theatrical, and the bartenders are going to have some like sleight of hand while they're making the cocktails. So, I don't know. This venue seems real cool. I mean, the pictures they released of it seem super neat. And it just seems like a place I'd like to hang out at in the afternoon, like like you said, between dinner and a show, kind of going there, grabbing a cocktail and just seeing the magician or what they have going on in there. This has definitely become like a, a big thing now, having kind of a bar with a little entertainment, not just on cruises, but I mean, everyone's trying to make their bars stand out. And I think really princesses with this new sun princess i think we could probably do a whole episode just previewing this ship i've heard it's going to be awesome so i'm glad we're talking about it today this seems really cool yeah so they're kind of moving on a bunch of their other shows are kind of like we said like the production-based shows you see on other lines that are made in-house so you had some i was looking at was the fiera show and then one was called the this is this name's a tongue twister the secret silk weaves a soaring world of enchantment and looking at these shows, a bunch of them, kind of like I was saying with Carnival, use the LED screens in the background and have different songs and props that go on throughout it. But one of their new shows look real cool that they've come out with this year. It's called the Spotlight Bar. And it's like like the title says, it's themed in a bar and different music and stuff going on. But the cool thing with this show is it actually uses set pieces and these set pieces like massive. And I don't know, it looks like a show I'd really enjoy to see. I mean... I like the mixture. Like I like the way shows are going with the LED screens because you can do a lot with them. But this show, it kind of looks like it kind of blends the both because you kind of have the bar doors that have like the projections of the LED screens that you can like see outside. But I don't know. I like a show that uses 
good prop sets. You know, we were talking before this, we were talking about the Bourne Suntacular at Universal. Oh, yeah. And I still think that's one of the best theme park shows I've ever seen. And like you said, that show perfectly blends the two together. So I don't know. I'm, I'm excited to see where production shows go in the future on cruise ships. Because I feel like from when I first started cruising, a bunch of, especially on Carnival at the time, a bunch of the shows were just pre-recorded tracks and people lip singing and all of that. But I feel like as a whole, among all different cruise lines, the shows have definitely gotten better and much more advanced over the years. Yes, I totally agree with that. I think it's just awesome to see that they're bringing a ton of technology, whether it's like the drones, like we didn't talk about that one, but there's different shows now where I think on Royal, they're using all these drones to kind of light up and fly around. And I think that's something that's awesome as well. So excited to kind of see how it continues to progress. We already saw that with Royal getting rid of the aqua show and going more towards like the aqua dome venue and changing up some of those venues just to make it logistically more possible to have as many of those shows as they can yeah but we'll kind of see how it continues to progress like you mentioned so just quick call outs on a couple other cruise lines that we left off celebrity msc you know we looked up some different things across those we've never been on celebrity or msc but i think that these have similar offerings on the on the cruise line versus yeah. what we've already talked about right so celebrity is very similar it's owned by royal caribbean they still do broadway shows uh they still do their like you said house-made shows they've got uh you know euphoria i broadway i hollywood on summit and constellation i magic so they've got a bunch of different offerings and then msc's got similar offerings as well but if you've been on these cruise lines Write us in. Let us know what you liked. What stood out to you in terms of entertainment on either Celebrity, MSC, or any of the other cruise lines that we didn't mention today. We'd love to just hear from you and you know tell us what you enjoy in terms of the after dinner kind of entertainment options. So with that, we're going to jump into our Q&A for today. Like we always say every week, please submit a question via the Spotify app or you can write us in on Instagram and we can address that on the episode. Today, we've got a question from Mitchell. Mitchell said, hey guys, loving the podcast. Question about cruising to Nassau. My wife and I are cruising with Royal Caribbean in January and one of our port stops is Nassau. It seems fairly common for people just to stay on the ship during this day to enjoy the less crowded pools and the less crowded ship. Would you recommend staying on the ship or are there any other excursions in Nassau that you'd recommend? Yeah, Mitchell, thanks for typing us in and sending us a question this week. You know, Nassau, like you said, it is a port. I feel like a lot of people do tend to stay out on the ships after going a time or two. But the great thing is, if it is your first time, there is a good amount to see and do. You know, they just released a $300 million expansion to the port that they've been building for the past couple years. So that alone, I mean, next time I'm in Nassau coming up next year, I'm going to want to get off the ship probably just to see what they added. All the new shops and the different art galleries that they have and yeah yeah. but i think eventually there's going to be some sort of music venue or something out there certain days but another popular thing i know me and frank have both done is junkanoo beach it's a good eh, not a good it's a short little walk from the port i mean probably 20 minutes at tops but great little free beach you can go lay out on order a drink and just relax frank what would you do in nassau i think you hit on some of the options i think you know there's a couple excursions. They have a sail and reef kind of snorkeling where they take you out on a catamaran and they have an hour open bar. Some of the people that are coming on my cruise in November are doing that one as well as the Blue Lagoon excursion. There's some beach ones as well as like a dolphin encounter day. 
those are a little bit longer. So it just kind of depends. Like I personally like the flexibility of doing, if I'm going to do an excursion on NASA, I'm going to do a short two to three hour, which I think that sail and reef snorkeling one is a shorter one. Or you can just kind of, like you said, walk off, explore. There's the Queen Staircase, which is kind of a really cool thing to go and check out, a landmark of Nassau. It's 66 steps, and it's carved out of solid limestone. It was actually carved between the years of 19, sorry, 1793 and 1794, so very old. Oh, wow. But this was, it's located at Fort Fincastle Historic Complex, pretty close to downtown Nassau. But the whole thing about this one is that it was um, in honor of Queen Victoria from the United Kingdom in Great Britain who ended slavery in the British Empire. So kind of a oh. cool thing to go check out if you know the history. Yeah. Go and uh, just walk the steps and take a picture. Kind of a picturesque area. So That's neat. I didn't know that existed. So no. that's something else you could do. And then Junkanoo. And I, for me, it kind of depends on the rest of the cruise. What do you have planned? Like, is it a four-night cruise and this is... This is one of the days, or is it a seven-night cruise where you've got a lot more beach days already planned, and maybe less, you know, less days at sea where you really want to make use of just checking out the ship, and also the ship really matters too. Like if you're yeah. on an Oasis class, for me, like in NASA, I'm like I, I kind of want to just spend time on the ship because it's so such a nice, beautiful ship, and I'll probably do some of this stuff, maybe go for a quick walk and check out the new port and see Junkanoo, but then go back on for lunch, maybe go back off later, that kind of thing. Yes, yeah, so no, no matter what you decide to do, you really can't go wrong, whether you go out and explore a little or spend time on the ship. So thanks for the question again. That's going to wrap up this week's episode of the Cruise Conversations podcast. You know, we really hope you got to paint that picture of what it could look like after dinner, what the evening of the cruise can look like. I know a lot of the times when you hear about cruises or think about cruises, especially if it's your first time, you typically think about the daytime, like what you're going to do either on a sea day or out at ports. But many times after dinner and the evenings, the nights of the cruises have just as much going on to spend time doing. So as always, if you have any questions for future episodes of the podcast, like Frank said, you can send us a DM or submit it via the question and answer box underneath this episode or send us an email at cruiseconversations at gmail.com. And then if you're looking to book a cruise, we'd love to really help you throughout that process, being travel agents now and really try and find you the best deals out there for your sailing. So if you're interested, make sure to fill out that link in our bio and we'd love to hear from you and talk to you soon about it. So that's going to wrap up today's episode. We hope you all have a great week and we'll see you back here next week.